Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 2 of Drought at Large. I am your analytical host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us because we just want to be loved. Ed Nail continues with us here because he likes voter turnout data and discussions oh, yeah. as much as anybody. Love and uh, if I if I may say so, I'm actually pretty good at this. <laughs> yeah. After a while, it grows on you. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I did last night in analyzing the data is, you know, also in the race two years ago was a fellow named Jawed Alibaba Sheikh. And uh, he spent a considerable amount of money, got almost 500 votes. And, um, you know, the, the Democrats weren't exactly hailing him as the first sort of, you know, minority candidate to really run for mayor in Manchester. Hell, the guy who is... Pakistani, if I'm not mistaken, was putting up signs for mayor in Spanish uh, in center city neighborhoods. So, and uh, I suspect that he drew um, a fair number of, uh, of a fair number of that 491 were immigrants who mm. you know were here in the city. Ethnic votes, yeah, ethnic votes. So what I did was I went through and uh, I just tallied up Patrick Arnold's vote and Joyce Craig's vote from two years ago. And I compared them to what Joyce Craig got to this year, and there was not a ward where she outperformed the combined vote. Now, why is that important? Because if the Democratic Party base were that solidly behind Craig, she would have held the 2015 numbers, but she didn't. She said significant decrease in the overall percentage of if you if you tally up the opposition vote, okay, she lost 1,100 votes versus. Gatsis is 200 votes from one primary to the next. Do they call this building name recognition? <laughs> so, for example, in Ward 1, last year, Craig got 1,162 votes on her own. This year, she got 1,125. But if she, if she were to um, have gotten last year's vote plus Arnold's vote, she would have come out with 1,304 votes, which means she really pulled up about 200 votes shy of where the opposition to Gatsis was two years ago. Gatsis, for his part, he lost 94 votes versus where he was in Ward 1 two years ago. In Ward 2, they're crowing about the 760 votes that uh, Joyce Craig got this time around. Well, if you took her 554 last year plus Patrick Arnold's 180, she would have gotten 734 votes. So she did outperform in Ward 2, which I think has more to do with Will Stewart and Ryan Richmond, both of whom had endorsed her um, and were campaigning with her people. Like a straight ticket type of thing. Yeah, I mean, and they really did. I mean, so we got to go. And that was just a monster turnout in Ward 2. But there were, like I said, three either heavily endorsed or big name Democrats on that ballot. In Ward 3, uh, she got 271 votes. Two years ago, she got 200, but Patrick Arnold got 110. So you look at 271 versus 310, and she's down 40 votes there. Gatsis went from 232 to 154. That's a word where literally that number of votes could have died. A lot of elderly high rises in Ward 3. In Ward uh, 4, uh, Gatsis... Two years ago, got 317. This time, he got 297. Craig got 256. This year, she got 342. If she had taken uh, 
her vote two years ago and Patrick Arnold's uh, 129, she would have gotten 385. I'm not even adding Alibaba's vote into this. I'm just using Patrick Arnold. In Ward 6, Gatz's fell from 226 to 168. Craig went from 149 to 225. If she held her 149 and added Arnold's 88, she would have gotten 237. So she underperformed there. Um, Ward 6, which I find pretty interesting. Ward 6, there's a lot of cross-chop in the vote here. Two years ago, Gatsis got 652. This year, he got 579. Craig got 469 last year. She got 599 this year. Arnold, if, she, if she'd taken Arnold, that plus Arnold's 167, she would have gotten 636. She underperformed in Ward 6. But um, Elizabeth Ann Moreau got 529 or depending on – there were two different ballots. There was the primary for November, and then there was a special election um, for this the one. Alderman. And those numbers were about the same, but they were a little different. So uh, Pappas in the primary got 687. There was a big fall off in the vote in Ward 6, by the way. Um, so yeah, Pappas got 687, Ladd got 485, Roy got 123. And so there it is. Dan Bergeron in Ward 6, uh, improved his vote count by 20. Uh, but, uh, and, and, uh, DiPietro didn't do as well as Lenski. It went from 507 to 461. But again, it looks like Republicans didn't show up in this ward based on the turnout and the numbers. Which ward did the Republicans really pull out of the stops for? In in Manchester? Yeah. In a general election, it'll be... No, in this one. Oh, in a primary? One. Just now. 8 and 12. I mean, sure. that's those are the two most reliably Republican wards in the city. But, I mean, really campaign hard. Which ones this time did they campaign hard? In? Well, that's the thing. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. That's what I thought. I couldn't tell you. But there was hard campaigning by the Democrats. Yeah. Now, the when you say Republicans, you're talking like at the party. all levels. Yeah, the party. Uh, but the, look, the Manchester City Committee is non-existent. Right. You know, I couldn't. I went looking for a statement from Jeannie Forrester in the Re, uh, Republican State Committee. I looked on Twitter. There may have been one on their on their Facebook. Pa- I didn't find one on their Facebook page. I didn't find one on Twitter. Uh, you know, I found some of the. I didn't check their website, but I yeah. didn't have a, a, something in my inbox. You know, the Democrats, they just don't send me stuff. Apparently, they don't want me reporting on what they say. But word seven. Uh, Gatsis, two years ago, got 349 votes. This time, he got 347. Craig got 335 last year, or last time. She got 383 yesterday. If she had kept her 335 and added Arnold's 175, she would have gotten 510. Now, I've always looked at Ward 7 as a bellwether. That's a big fall-off for uh, Gatsis. Uh, not for Gatsis, for, for Craig versus two years ago and what I'll call the combined opposition. Oh, I'm getting a report here from somebody. Ward 8 got all the attention. Americans for Prosperity got involved and others. Probably because there was a, which I meant to mention, but in the Republican primary for state rep, um, Albert MacArthur beat the fireman, Andy Parent, uh, pretty handily in in the primary. So there it is. Ward 8. Two years ago, see, now this is an area where Gatsis did much better. Two years ago, Gatsis got 560 votes in the primary. Yesterday, he got 711. So he had a big pickup there. 
Joyce Craig got 408. She went to 558. But if you add her 408 to Arnold's 168, then you get 576. So even at that, she underperformed. Ward 9, two years ago, Gats has got 431. Yesterday, he got 420. Craig got 297. She went to 461. Has she held her 297 and added Arnold's 183? She would have gotten 480. So close, but underperforming. Ward 10, huge fall off in the number of votes cast in Ward 10 yesterday, just like in Ward 1. Gatsis got 434 two years ago, 359 yesterday. Craig got 346 two years ago, 396 yesterday. If she had held that and captured Arnold's 175, she would have gotten 521. That one's a bit misleading, though, because there was a big drop-off in turnout. There was no primary for alderman or school board. It was just mayor yesterday in Ward 10. In Ward 11, Gatsis two years ago got 270 votes. Yesterday, he got 269. Uh, Joyce Craig got 165 votes two years ago, 276 yesterday. If she had held her vote plus Arnold's vote, she would have gotten 296. And what was Gatsis's? 270 to 269. So you got one more vote? One less vote. One less vote. So he has to send out a sympathy card to somebody. <laughs> and in Ward 12, uh, Gatsis actually went from 379 to 449 two years ago to yesterday. Joyce Craig went from 216 to 404. Had she held her vote from two years ago and captured Patrick Arnold's 213, she would have gotten 429. So the end of story is Gatsis has a solid base. Uh, the end of story is Gatsis has a solid base. Yep. Okay. So, um, and, and those are the numbers that you look for. And that's frankly why I predicted, Josh, how long ago was it that I first came out and said Gatsis is going to, Gatsis is going to take second place in the primary. It was, some, it was last week. Yeah. Yeah. So it was sometime last week. Uh, and, and, and that's the way it unfolds. So now the question will be, who turns out in the general? Because, you know, the, and, and we can see this over and over again, right? Gatsis got 50, 42% of the vote in the primary two years ago. And... He won. This time, he got over 45% in the primary, and people have pronounced him dead on arrival. Yeah. The Democrats forget that two years ago, we they were pronouncing of- him dead on arrival because if you added up all of the other people who weren't Ted Gatzis, it was 58% of the vote, and his head was already on the platter. Right. So now that they had a, a, a head-to-head, knowing... See, and the Democrats were very smart, and the Republicans were very stupid back when we changed the charter in the mid-90s. The Democrats were pushing this nonpartisan thing, and the Republicans went with it. Victor Goulet, who I love, was the party chairman at the time, and otherwise a pretty good party chairman, you know, said, oh, yeah, that way all the conservative Democrats who vote for us in general elections will come vote for us in primaries. Victor, no, they won't. Victor, no, they won't. And they never have. Mm. So it's been a real problem. This is the same sort of they, – they tried the same formula to kill Gatsis two years ago that they used to kill Wazorek back in 1999. So uh, hopefully when <laughs> Joyce Craig loses, they'll try and change it back to a partisan race. Well, I would, I would like that. But you know what people are talking about now? They're talking about, so tell me why do we need a nonpartisan primary um, – to prevent someone from winning with a plurality well we could always uh have a you know require a runoff if no one gets a majority oh what a nightmare that is so 
uh, that, that, you know, uh, yeah. So it's either that. I and, and, Hey, listen, more than I would say conservatively about two thirds of a million dollars is about to be spent on this campaign between now and November 7th. And two years ago, we had a presidential election going on. There were people from here from all over the country working on campaigns yeah. in New Hampshire. They had yeah. databases. They were knocking on doors. Uh, guess what? The Democrats are doing that. It remains to be seen what but, the Republicans are actually doing. But can they pull that off now? I mean, they're not being paid by Obama to be uh, here or the, Clinton to be here. You remember back in 2005. The, Dem- the Democrats aren't going to abandon this because they really want a story for the 2018 But midterms. the volume, I mean, the actual volume of people here doing this. Back in 2005, Jeff Wotrowski was staying, you know, he was out of stater, mm-hmm. here to run campaigns. Mm-hmm. He was here paid by John Kerry yep. to help in the Mayor Baines race. Yeah. And he voted out of Kathy Sullivan's house. He was back here in 2008 and voted out yep. of 1200 Elm Street. So if you're listening... This is how this works. We have to check and see if Jeff Wotrowski came back and voted uh, yesterday. <laughs> well, we will. He's now a big uh, union official. When we come back, we're going to hit the, ro- the ward results, and we're going to provide our expert analysis. Stay with us.